0: Good morning. We are learning about the kleshas in my classes these days. The kleshas are the obstacles or the veils to true perception. They cause suffering because you're not seeing what is real. Last week we learned kind of the main klesha, the big curtain that holds the other ones, which is avidya. Avidya is a veil that comes when we begin growing up from babyhood and start investing in the material world and start forgetting that we have divine source within us. Kind of start investing a little bit more in the world around you, what shows up in the mirror, and less in that sweet, unchanging, inner innocence, inner spark of the divine. And that causes suffering, just forgetting so, the idea was to remember. This week is Asmita, which is kind of, it hangs on the curtain of Avidya. Asmita can be defined as egoism or confused values. So, this is when you start investing more and more in that ego and start identifying with little i instead of big i. Right? The little i with the dot, not the big. Capital I or capital S versus little s. I like to think of little s or ego or individual self as front body. This is, where, this is what you can see in the mirror. We tend to lean towards it, right? We can see it. We can take action. Our hands are here. We can do things. And that big I or big S or universal self is in the back body. And you can't see it. Right? You can look, you can use a mirror, but all of that is illusion. Any mirror is not real, right? It's just a reflection. So we can kind of reach back and touch and feel back there, but it, it's unknown territory. We have faith that it's there, though. Right? We can lean back and go, oh, I have a back. <laughs> you know? That back body is that connection to divine. I'm gonna read just for a moment from the heart of yoga. Which is a fabulous book about a lot of the yoga teaching. This is by T.K.V. Desikachar. Okay, so my teacher is his. This is my teacher's teacher. All right, so you're getting it whoop, straight down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is Sutra 2.6. It says false identity asmita results when we regard mental activity as source of perception. That's how he translates the Sanskrit. Then he says, mental attitudes and activities change. They modify themselves according to influences such as moods, habits, and surroundings. Yet somehow we often assume that they are a constant, unchanging source of perception. These things change. Your thoughts change according to your surroundings, what you can see in front of you. Now I also hear in this, Uh, When I read mental attitudes and activities change and modify themselves. I know that when I'm hungry. I know that when I'm tired. I know I'm not seeing things clearly. Right versus if I've had a good night's sleep and my belly is fed and I've done some movement with my body The world is a better place. The world didn't change I did and not the deepest sense of me that little I changed. So this is the idea, pay attention, who is telling you how things are? Is it the one you can lean back to and go, everything is unchanging, right? There is an unchanging steadiness or are you listening to the thing in the front that says, oh, now you feel happy because of this and now you feel sad and now because of this and also that person just said something that went right against you and your ego flares up, "Mm -mm, no, not true. There's the suffering. Lean back and go, the person is speaking, but that's not about me, I'm deeper than that. It can be hard to grasp, but I think you might know it more when you see it, right? It's the ego flare. It's the being in a fight that's not necessary. You were tired. They were hungry. You've got hormones fluctuating. Have a teenager, you'll see. (laughs) it's not real (laughs) that is changing who they are deep inside is unchanging and so we try to kind of more talk to that person hard as they may be to find so as we move into our class today we're gonna put more emphasis on the back body we're gonna do some things that help you feel the back of yourself just feel it for a moment here lean forward and kind of notice what happens Right? I know when I lean forward, my back becomes a little more tense. It's doing its job for making the brain computer land on the ground. Everything your body is doing, trying to prevent your brain computer from landing. So then lean back a little. Now the front body is more open, and you can breathe better. There's literally more space for your diaphragm to move up and down. More connection to breath, more connection to truth, and unchanging. Okay? So with your fingertips on the floor alongside of you root down firmly and lift high with your heart, lift your front body, right? Front body isn't bad. Ego isn't bad. Just know what it's doing then lean back a little bit so that your ears are over your shoulders, shoulders are over your hips. And now as you close your eyes, can you put your attention all along the back of your spine, back of the chest? All the way down to the low back as you release your hands to your thighs close your eyes with every inhale imagine the breath coming in and spreading out along your whole back exhale a little embrace of the front body to support that back body fullness there's a beautiful mantra that one can use called sat nam sat nam can essentially be taken to mean i am that it's that with a capital t so it's not i am this where i lean forward is i am that that thing that you lean back into the ever changing current of love of humanity of divine of god You are that, so every inhale, think Sat. Every exhale, think Nam, Sat Nam. Train your mind to remember that connection. together at your heart. (coughs) Let's chant the sound of OM three times. Take a deep breath. Exhale all the way. Breathe into OM.